Welcome to Always Listening. We are your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. And we are Always Listening. And we are very sorry that we fouled up Listener Appreciation Month so thoroughly. I'm not sorry. <laughs> well, I, I am. I'm sorry that it happened. It happened. A- There's a reason why the podcast went out of my life for the time. Yes, that I had it a did. great opportunity that I needed to take. Yeah. And fortunately, that opportunity disrupted our podcasting schedule. We thought that it wouldn't. It did. So there we go. Well, but you don't have to take all the blame there. You've been back in town for a long time now, and and we still haven't recorded a podcast Really yet. not that long. Well, at the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Not long enough, but we're glad to have you back now. Well, we did record one. We recorded one as soon as you got back. But now we're late again. But we're here, and we're coming to you with all of the podcasts we promised. We promised. We'll we'll catch up eventually. Tonight, in fact, we're recording two back-to-back. We'll put those out this week. The first one that we're going to talk about is the No Sleep Podcast. Let me tell you a funny story, Josh. I don't know that it's that funny. Right. You should have said, hey, let me tell you a story, which is how my brain (laughs) translated it as it left your mouth. You know me better than most of our listeners, maybe. But yes, a lot of times when I say, let me tell you a funny story, what I mean is, let me tell you a story that happened to me, and you will probably... (laughs) (laughs) You try to bait him with honey? (laughs) Hey, honey works better than vinegar all the time, sir. But no, let me... So I was excited to review this show... Because you had mentioned it as you had said somebody had suggested it along with something else for Halloween. When no Sleep Podcast was yeah. one of the potential yeah, ones yeah. that came in around the suggestion for Halloween. So I, I read in the suggestion that we review this show that it was a storytelling podcast. You had mentioned that it was horror. I was like, oh, excellent. This is lore part two because I just found one of my new favorite shows in lore. And then I spent two episodes back to back just mainlined them listening to a show that was called the no sleep podcast it was not this no sleep podcast though but they, but they have the same name yeah so you can find them by the way at the no sleep podcast.com in the spring of 2010 there was a forum that appeared on reddit.com it was called no sleep and the words no and sleep are squished together this is something that of course is common in urls anytime you have a website and the reddit uh, subreddits, I think, are just like reddit.com slash r slash whatever your title is. I believe that's the way they're set up. I've literally never used Reddit. Have you ever been a Reddit guy? No. You're not an internet guy in any other way. I imagine you don't use Reddit either. Anyway, the concept of this forum, the subreddit, was to be a place for people to post original scary stories about frightening experiences. It was an online version of telling spooky stories around the campfire. A year later, uh, no Sleep was growing. One member named Matt Hansen proposed the idea of a, doing a podcast where some of the top stories from No Sleep would be narrated in an audiobook style. The response was very positive, and over the next few months, a small group of members endeavored to put it together at what would now be known as the No Sleep Podcast. And again, you can find it thenosleeppodcast.com. So David Cummings is the host and the producer of the No Sleep Podcast. And this show has won a lot of awards. I didn't know that as I was listening to it, but I know it now. I know it from the website. I also know it. I could tell that it was, you know, something noteworthy. It reminded me a lot right off the bat of Night Vale for several obvious reasons. Welcome to Night Vale. But 
that was not the show that I was listening to, Josh. The show I was listening to was not No Sleep Shoved All Together, like the subreddit. I searched for No Space Sleep podcast and found a show. Um, weird, because on Stitcher, I searched for The Space No Space Sleep Space podcast, and it went straight to it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, in my... Fr- in my initial search suck it apple this show didn't well it wasn't really apple's fault this is overcast's fault because i I wasn't using the podcast app i was using uh, overcast have a android it does not oh suck it apple (laughs) yeah (laughs) suck it marco armut so anyway so i searched for it and i found a show some very nice guys i'm sure that do a show called the no sleep podcast and it's mostly about their band, I think. I don't it was very oh it was sort of terrible. And the worst part to me, Josh, was the fact that guess what they used as their theme song? What's that? Well, think about it. If you were a show about a rock band called the No Sleep Podcast, what would you use as your theme Enter song? Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman? Yeah. How about No Sleep Till Brooklyn? They just literally cut the words to Brooklyn out of it. And you know how like you get to the chorus and it's just like over and over again. Yeah. No sleep, no sleep. Yeah, d- d- till you know whatever. They just cut out the till Brooklyn part and they it played. That's that's their theme song. I was livid. I was like, what are these guys doing? No, you can't. You, what is this? Is copywritten? You guys I like it's how so you terrible. Use the review of a podcast that's pretty solid to bash another podcast that's. That's your fault for finding. I spent two episodes listening to those guys. Anyway, Mm. but that's not what this show is about. This show is actually a show that's probably worth your time if you like horror. That's the thing that I'm going to say right off the top of the bat. And Josh, before we even get into it, and the way we break down shows here on Always Listening is that we talk about host likability, production values, the audio quality, and then the content itself. We give you a few don't-miss moments along the way, uh, and then we tell you whether we're going to keep listening. But before we get to that, I just want to qualify everything I'm going to say with the fact that I am a big fraidy cat. <laughs> yes, you are. I am a yeah. big I'm a big scaredy cat. And in particular, do you remember like the it was like terrible tales to tell in the dark or something like that. There were a series book, of books. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Maybe that's not the title, yeah. but you know the ones I'm sure. talking about. And it had like a series of short stories, The Girl with the Ribbon. Yeah, uh, they're like or, the Halloween anthologies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I had I bought one of these books at the book fair when I was a kid. And just the like the fact that it was in my home inspired nightmares. I is I didn't have to read it. I didn't have to look at it. The fact that I knew that it was somewhere in the house. We literally had to like exercise the house from this book when I, I was a kid. I could be wrong, and it could be just because I've known you for a while now. I think you told this that exact same story on the Lore podcast. I could be wrong. Maybe so. It seems like something you would do. I'm going to go back and listen to the Lore episode to make sure I don't. You know what? No, I'm not. You do it, listener. No, I'm playing. I hope I didn't tell that story twice. I really don't think I, I did tell that story. I kind of hope you did. Maybe, well, now I sort of hope I did, too. But anyway, that I'm qualifying everything that I say about this podcast with that knowledge because this show gave me shivers man like i was literally really yeah i was physically affected by it you know i told you when we when we reviewed lore that twice i was taking the dogs out listening to this show at night and had to had to turn it off had to put it on to something so you else. thought this was scarier than, than lore oh way scarier way scarier You're out of your mind here's the deal the, the you know this is fiction right like no i'm aware of this is real i'm aware 
And I'm also aware that many of the stories, and again, I didn't listen to the, I, I only listened to the three episodes that we require of ourselves of this show. That was it. I didn't want any more. <laughs> again, spoiler alert. But in, in listening to those three, obviously, I don't have a real sample size of the whole show. So I don't know that all the stories are like this. But many of the stories that I listen to, truthfully, in the end, weren't even that horrifying. They were just you know, unnerving or weird in some way. Or they implied potential horror but it was skirted in one fashion or another. In particular, I'm thinking about there was a, there was a story, uh, the first story that I listened to, in fact, was about a babysitter. Why I Stopped Babysitting, I think, was the name of the story. Yeah. You know, the, the punchline is that she gets away from the serial killer parents, but they weren't real parents. There wasn't a kid. They hired her to babysit a child that wasn't in the house, and then they were going to kill her in some horrific fashion. And she got away from the house in time. That and sounds so like a good plan. Fine. No, right? Yeah. No, the whole thing. But it's... <laughs> I mean, if you're hey, that kind me, of person. Let, so I'm not even going to pretend that I heard everything you just said because you just yapped for a while. Okay. Okay, but here's what I do want you to do. Whenever you hear this, I want you to go back and clip out the section that's like literally two minutes before this or so where you say, spoiler alert. And I want you to listen and play right here or just then the context in which you said spoiler alert, and please explain to me what you're spoiler alerting. And again, I didn't listen to the, I, I only listened to the three episodes that we require of ourselves of this show. That was it. I didn't want any more. <laughs> again, spoiler alert. Uh, I'm, I'm spoiling my review of the show in that I don't, like, we get to the end and then we say, are we going to listen anymore? I said, I, I listened to the three required episodes and I didn't want to listen anymore. <laughs> like, I already, I'm, I made it clear that I am not going to continue to listen to this show before we've even really begun. I feel like the whole preamble before you got there about uh, the scary storybook kind of put like made that clear already. Yeah, like you didn't spoil (laughs) that. We knew that already. Like, like you obviously prefaced that you're a sissy and could not make it through these episodes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Spoiler alert. Let's get into the thing here. All right, let's talk about host likability. Okay. You, obviously, there are many voices in the podcast. A lot time, of voices but in the podcast. David Cummings, the, the, the primary voice in every episode that I listened to. Was that the case for you, too? Is it the same guy? No, no, no. it was not the same guy? The, no, no, well, I mean, I mean it's like a, the host. Well, there's episodes. You mean leading into? Yeah, like what? it that okay. does the intro or the yeah, outro yeah, yeah. and like puts the, like wraps the thing. Yeah. And he, there was always segue between stories too, wasn't there? So this is a weird podcast because I don't, cons- like I don't really consider there to be a host. Really? Well, okay. But I mean, there's a producer. It's much like the Who Kitchen speaks. Sisters. It's much like the Kitchen Sisters, how I didn't feel like they were really hosts. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I right? suppose. Right. So the same thing here, like, like not, there's not really a host. So, okay, turn that to television then. Would you say that Rod Sterling was not the host of The Twilight Zone? Like, I would he's say not that, the no, host in the way that, that... he's the narrator of The Twilight Zone, much like, the, just, just like in our town, there's the narrator. Okay, he happens to be, in this case, yes. the narrator happens to be a character. Sure. Yeah, okay, all right, well, fair enough. Hey, you know what? You know what? You won me over to your side. That's a deep pool, theatrically <laughs> like speaking, that. but I like that. Okay. All right, there we go. All right, so let's talk about this, though. I cannot call Dave, <laughs> I cannot call David likable because to call him likable would imply that I would ever like to hear that man's voice again, and I would not. Uh, he has a very pleasant voice in that it is like a radio voice, 
But the combination of the way this show's put together and like his general tone and delivery, I again like I had like not hives because I don't break out in hives, but I think if I was susceptible to hiving, I would have literally gotten like red bumps so listening I would, to this show. I would think that that if I were out running at night, yes, and I was listening to this podcast, I may be able to get myself worked up enough to be scared, but. <laughs> But for me, already, I don't like – I think it hosts like ability varies from sure. episode to episode depending on who the the narrators are. Yeah, I was going to say – Depending on who the voice talent is. The, I, and it's variable. Yeah. Some of the people are very good at the delivery. Yes. And some of the folks are not so good. Well, and some and sometimes it gets pretty muddy. So, so right here, this is going to be the longest clip I've ever pulled – but it gives a great example of that. So here's what's kind of happening. In this clip, there is an investigator, there is his assistant, and then there is the husband and wife sitting across from them. On top of that, the investigator is also narrating kind of what's going on in the scene. Like there's a, his inner monologue is going on as well. So you now end up with five voices really telling this story and it and it gets it it gets muddy and I forget who says what and it's a little hard to follow. So for this one, like the host like ability to me in the way that I'm framing it as as it's really the voice talent of each each story is hard for me to follow just because of the structure of that story. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And you're gonna hear that right now. The Taylors first approached me a few weeks ago. They had originally gotten in touch with my assistant, who had gotten in touch with me. They reported strange things happening in their home. Something I was familiar with, and something I fixed for a living. It's been about two months, maybe three. Caroline noticed it first. It was the small things, you know? Like the cabinet doors would be open, the sheets would be pulled down... We thought it might be the kids playing a prank on us, but it's been a month since they went back to school, and nothing has changed. I took notes. I was diligent, like that. And from the corner of my eye, I could see it smile. Maybe it's something you're doing yourselves? Just being forgetful? My assistant leaned forward a bit as she questioned them doing her best to make eye contact. I knew she was wrong, that something was here, but I let them speak. No, that can't be it. After the kids left, it's gotten worse. We wake up in the middle of the night to banging or screeching along the walls, and every morning there's at least a few items that are in a different spot from the night before. Mr. Taylor turned to his wife, Caroline, and she grabbed his hand. She began to speak. We contacted you, Mr. Rhodes, because about three weeks ago, when I first called your office, I saw a girl standing in the hallway. There was something wrong about her. Caroline looked over to Mr. Taylor. I tried to ask what she was doing, who she was, But she wouldn't answer, so I moved towards her. She began shaking her head. It was something awful, Mr. Rhodes. 
There was something wrong with that girl. She didn't have any eyes. She wouldn't speak. And when I got close to her, she grabbed my arm. Mrs. Taylor began to roll up her sleeve, revealing her wrist. Against her skin was the shape of a human hand, the impression of fingers left on her skin, and nearly black. It won't go away no matter how much I scrub it. I've tried everything and it just gets worse. It was so much lighter before and now look at it. It's darker than black. The thing was standing over Mrs. Taylor now, leaning over her arm and smiling big at the shape of the handprint. I refused to stare at it directly, but rather kept it just out of my view, seeing the long strands of black hair and gray skin. It had taken on the form of a little girl, strips of cloth and rags clinging to its frail body. I noticed that its feet were dirty, as if it had been walking through a swamp. I wondered what it had done, if it had drowned in its lifetime. I can help you with that, Mrs. Taylor, but I need to know what is causing this first. Have you seen her since? What about the bath water? Do you ever see anything unusual when you're washing the dishes, maybe your hands, even in the shower? The tailors look between each other, exchanging glances. When our daughter Katie was still here, she would always complain about the bathtub. She said that when she tried to use it, that the water would always turn murky, that something was coming up from the drain. We thought it was just the pipes, that maybe they were clogged. That's a good clip, and it was a long one. You warned me twice, and I was like, nah, nah, I'm sure it'll be fine, because I pull much clips much longer than yours well, because generally. Well, right. Yeah, you do. You generally pull clips longer than, than my clips, but this one's even like double one of your yes, longest yes. ones. But he, here's the deal. So, Sorry we stole your podcast, sirs. <laughs> so it, it's it's fun, right? Yeah, and, I'm well, and, and you kinda fun get, is subjective. <laughs> but you kind of get this film noir kind of feel to it, like you can imagine it in your head. It has the feel of like the old serials, but I don't even like podcasts with, with more than two hosts. Yes. <laughs> so... There you go. So we're already segueing over here into production values. They are very, very high. Yes. Yes. This is one Across of my high points for it. And, yeah. and here's what I would say, too. Because we listened to a well-produced show just a couple of weeks ago in the Lore Podcast, a, a, a show that's done at a very high level. It is done at a very high level, but there are some, like, it's so it's just Aaron Mankey doing Lore. Yeah. There's no other voice talent. There's no one else doing lifting. There's there's nothing. It's him having to do everything. Yes. So sometimes I don't think the transitions always are smooth or that the music always fits. It would be wonderful if he could train like four people to part-time re-listen and re-edit his podcasts. Like if you like just – Like to finalize the mix. If you could just – if like taking the time – Taking the time to just get the music right, and and and, and it, it, especially for podcasts like that, that uses it under the whole show. Yeah, like if it's right, holy crap! The level that that show goes to is ridiculous. Well, and and that's I think that being done so well in this show, yes. the No Sleep Podcast, yes. is why I've yes. got shivers. It's yes, why that's exactly what happens. Yeah, this show is a good example of what that kind of attention 
to production, that kind of uh, detail to it. I think the narrative fictional kind of feel of this really harkens back to like, you know, I've used this analogy before, the old radio uh, serials were like, only the shadow knows. And like, you hear this sound and that's like him climbing a fence. Like you, like it, yes. it's, it's kind of has that feel, but it's done extremely, extremely well. And this is, I think the first time I've done a pull for production value. Really? I okay. think I could be way off, and I'm sure somebody's going to email us and be like, "You idiot! You did it two episodes ago." <laughs> Fair enough. We got short memories around yeah, here. True. Okay, so you, do you need to set this up, or you just want to go into it? Yeah, I'll set it up just so you can pay attention to it as you listen uh, uh, along with this. So this girl's uh, walking home after work or after shopping. I can't remember uh, which, but she's going through this park, and as she's coming through this park, there's a guy on a swing, kind of swinging, and then. You can hear him kind of chasing, and then her start running, right? And the more frantic her pace gets, the more dire that situation feels. The music does, like, a great job. The The production of it does a fantastic job of getting that across, like, not not overly done. So that's what you're about to hear, and it's, it's fantastic. All right. I was almost fully past the playground. I could just start to see the neighborhood streetlights over the little hill and I threw a quick glance over to the stranger. He didn't seem to be looking at me at all. His line of sight hadn't changed. I felt relieved, but only for a second. And then I heard the unexpectedly loud sound of the rattle of the chains on the swing, which caused me to jerk my head over in time to see him leap up from the seat. In what seemed like a millisecond and with full force, he was running directly at me. I took off. I never considered myself a fast runner, but I swear at that moment I was flying. I wasn't sure how close he was, but I could hear clearly the pounding of his footsteps behind me and his loud, heavy breathing. It sounded like a growl, vicious, almost inhuman. I heard him making a grunting noise and I felt his hand wrap around my hair, which was in a braid in back. I jerked quickly to the right, whipping my head to the side, and luckily the black terry cloth hairband that I was wearing, and that he was holding onto, slipped out of my hair in his hand. Free from his grasp, I somehow ran even faster. I then cut sharply to the left and I felt like I gained a few more steps on him, and finally I could see the house lying straight up ahead. If anything, the sight of it made me run even faster. I don't know when he stopped chasing me but I burst from out of the tree-lined park running full speed as I crossed over the sidewalk and in the gravel-filled parking strip between the sidewalk and the road and then finally into the road, never slowing down. Well, until the car hit me. It was totally my fault, of course. The guy was driving pretty slow, but the impact launched me about eight feet in front of the car. So it's that kind of production value right there. Uh, like, even the chains to the swing moving, right? Like, if I'm if I'm by myself alone like running in the dark or walking the dog it, it's that that's going to set that mood that that creeps me out yeah 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 very much so just to round this out because i want to move to audio quality because i got a i got a good bit to to play here we talked earlier about the narration varying the sort of the the yeah, likability yeah. and the delivery yeah. the professional level of that varying the production values don't as far as i've 
was able to listen. Agree. That's, yeah, yeah, I agree. So it, that is really the high point, I think, for this show, at least as I – I mean, you've got to turn yourself into – you've got to become Gimlet or WNYC or something. You've got to have a staff to get any better than this, like yes. a professional staff that's all on, on paid. I don't know, dude. Stuff. I thought this is pretty solid across the yeah, board. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's move on to audio quality then. Okay, this show, we've been talking about how the knock against audio quality on a show – isn't so much about the actual level of are the mics perfect? Is it a professional uh, um, you know studio? Is it at a high bit rate or low bit rate, et cetera, et cetera? It's more about consistency. Yes. If a show is the same across the board, then you think generally, hey, this sounds fine. And even if it's a, you recognize that's obviously a lower fidelity than the you know the better audio that from this other show, it doesn't offend. It doesn't stick out. It doesn't draw attention to itself. This show, in the intro, uses different audio quality to unnerve you. Like, it's done on purpose to sound weird and to make you feel off balance. Like, I know that's the reason why they chose to do it this way. And I and I love it. I think it is, this is like the thesis statement for what we've been talking about now for three episodes in a row. And I'm going to play that bit right here. Warning. This is a horror fiction podcast. Beware. It's intended for mature adults, not the faint of heart. Beware. Join us at your own risk. Beware. For the dark hours when you dare not close your eyes... of horror to frighten and disturb. Join us as the sleepless hours tick past. Brace yourself for the No Sleep Podcast. Season 5, Episode 20. Right on. So do you think like like I really didn't like pitch it the intro to to the podcast pitch. Yes. Right? It does that weird kind of There's like a there's a tone, right? It's yeah. a high tone and then it drifts or something. I don't I don't but do you think that's why they why they put it there kind of jar you into the show? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that at the time. It is an attention drawer. It's yeah. like an alarm going off. And especially I think podcasts because they tend to be listen to while you're doing something else yeah if you are and i know many of our listeners are like a voracious podcast listener if you listen to dozens of shows occasionally you sort of zone out in them and you're listening you're taking oh, yeah, it in 100 but like you're not you're not present moment to moment the mind wanders you're doing a task whatever and you're not really there the pitch that that opening tone calls you to attention it's like a uh, like a meditation bell almost yeah know? and this show in a different way in a, in a in a negative way almost good for the purpose of what the show is but i'm negative in that it is a a negative emotion that it elicits the the back and forth audio yeah good on you joel i wouldn't have um 
I would have never connected that dot. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about content. I've got another uh, bit here. Uh, so this show, and I've been talking about how like scared I was. For somebody again, who's only listened to three episodes, you got a lot. I got of a bits, lot to man. say. Well, but that's because I. Well, I've only got two. I've got two bits. I don't have a don't miss moment this week. To me, this show does a great job, and I think it is because of the production values and the level of of the you know the total product that they're putting together. They can make even the very mundane sound scary. For instance, this bit that I'm about to play for you is about a man who has an itchy eye. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all, right. all that this is about. Okay. Scared the out of me. Come on, Google. At least try and be helpful. Found something about pink eye. I set my washing machine to surface of the sun and washed my bed sheets. It didn't help. My eye still poured like a faucet, and it couldn't blink fast enough to clear it. Worst of all is, when I tried to sleep, I started seeing things to my left. I blink with my left, I rub my right, and whatever shadow was there is gone. The the story ends up with him like, it, it, they remove his eye. He has like an infestation in it that reveals that he's a malfunctioning cyborg or something. It's it's like the Matrix kind of thing. Oh, right on. Yeah. Kind of a Black Mirror's kind of horror. Yes, yes. Right I'm assuming. I still haven't seen any of those yet. We're going to get there eventually. You, uh, I the, won't be able to handle it? No, I think the first one you'll love. Okay. What do you have to add about the content, Josh? Here's kind of my thought. It sounds like, it sounds like you're you definitely going to recommend this show. Uh, to people who are horror aficionados, yeah. it'll be top of my mentions. I just will, like... I'll quantify it every time. Like, hey, okay. So here's if you don't if you don't like horror movies. Here's my thought. If you don't like scary, scary boo boo. Here's my thought on the kind of general overall content uh, of this podcast. For me, it's like meh. <laughs> like I know that's not a po- that's not going to be a popular thought, but I really feel like this. So if you take a Venn diagram, right? Uh huh. And one of the circles is uh, lore. Okay. Okay. Another circle is Welcome to Night Vale. Okay. Okay. And the third one would be something like the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Okay. okay. A little bit more produced. The area. Well, or less produced, but more acted out. But if where those meet kind of make up the No Sleep podcast for me. Uh, yeah, they all they each have a different thing in common with the No Sleep podcast. Yes, and and so. The things that make the No Sleep podcast unique to me, the the fictional storytelling aspect of it, right, is feels very uh, welcome to Night Vale for me. Mm-hmm. Then you have like the horror genre influence of the whole show, right? That's that's what it is. Fictional horror, right, is very much lore. Okay, and then kind of the the serial kind of nature of it, the anthology kind of nature of the show. Feels, feels to me like the thrilling adventure hour. Yeah, fair enough. Well, and it's also like occasionally you'll get a back and forth dialogue going and things like that. Yeah, so it's, it's like... It's not exactly acted out, but... Like, I like Oreos and I like key lime pie, right? But you don't like those key lime Oreos, huh? I don't know if I would like them together. <laughs> Two great tastes that I would like on separate sides of the plate, please. <laughs> when, I, when I have that itch for one of... For one of those shows, I'm more likely going to go to one of those three mm-hmm. before I go back to the No Sleep podcast. Got to watch out for those itches. Sometimes you'll end up scratching your eye right out. <laughs> yeah, but crazy that, stuff happens. But, but here's the thing: is like, there's lots of reasons 
this podcast is good. No, there's a there's a ton. There's a ton. Uh, which to get to one of those, do you have a don't miss moment this week? We've already played several. I don't, here. and I think that that for me kind of plays back to the man. Like I I liked every episode I listened to. You know, here's I guess what I'm getting from you is 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 just that. This is a wonderful podcast. It's just not your wonderful podcast. Yeah, like what's like what's their the whole com- point of it, our it's, show? It's what's their competitive advantage over over the three shows that I listed? What's their competitive advantage? I don't know. Right, that's how I feel, I, and yeah. I know that's not popular. And I know people are going to tell me I'm crazy, but well, but I think there are lots of people that those other three shows don't line up for, and this one might. Fa- this one's going to fall in lots of people's wheelhouses. There's no doubt about it. It already does because it's it's uh, well uh, awarded. So I have do I do have a couple of questions okay. about the show. How do you feel about that they do it in seasons? I think if you're going to do a show like this, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I mean, I love that Lore is every two weeks. Don't get me wrong. But I think he would be better served, and perhaps even his audience might be, if he went into a seasonal model. Seasonal does not have to mean once a year. Sure. Yeah, you could do three seasons in, in a year, a year yeah. and take a whole quarter off in yeah. weeks at a time or right. whatever, you know? So, I don't know. I think there's... I think there are ways to do that. The show that I have in mind, I think, is once a year. I've got a, a storytelling podcast that I'm going to get to at some point in the future. And I think it is a once a year show. Maybe you go 10 episodes, whatever it is, yeah. and then you, you're dormant for a year. And then you come back, like Game of Thrones or whatever. So, and here's something. It's not going to be about dragons. <laughs> here's something else that I, that I kind of liked about it and I thought was, was fairly, fairly unique. The way that this show generates money, right? So every episode comes out, and half of that episode is really what you're getting in the free version. Okay. So let's say a season is 12 episodes long. Yes. Really, you're getting, for free, half of that content. So what you can do is, dude, you can buy a season pass, right? Yes. And whenever you buy the season pass, you get all of the content. So... Let's say one episode that's free is going to be two to three different stories. If you have the season pass, each episode is like six stories. So on their website, by the way, which you can find at thenosleeppodcast.com, you actually, if you go right up at the top of the website, this is a great website, by the way, home about episodes blog, new to no sleep shop season pass. But on the season pass, one of your options is the rent to own a season pass. Let's see what that's about. In order to make the season pass more accessible to listeners, there is a new way you can become a member. Some folks would love to buy a season pass, but don't have it in their budget to pay the nineteen ninety nine and one lump sum. They have chosen to buy each episode individually for one forty nine. By making these smaller, more manageable payments every two weeks, they still get to listen to the full length episodes. This is the rent to own plan, and and uh, that's how it works. You you buy so during the season, if you pr- purchase any fourteen episodes at the individual price, you'll be upgraded to a full season pass membership. So the idea is once you buy – how many episodes are there in a season now? 24? They're up to 10 so far in season six. So, yeah, 10 in season six. Yeah, okay. So season five had 25 episodes. Well, I, I don't know if season – the new season's done yet. No. it's it, uh, Well, it can't be. I mean, they're only – well, it's not all released yet anyway. Season uh, season six is only up to – yeah, season 25 five had 25 episode. at least. So 25 a season. So the way that this season pass works, though, if you want to, instead of paying the, the full amount, which is 20 bucks for the season, you can literally just buy any 14 of the episodes 
for a dollar forty nine or whatever. And once and you at buy that fourteen point, of them, you get all the rest of them for yeah, free. They go, oh, yeah. he's a full member. He's just he's just paid it out over the right. So over this, the like like how cool of a way? Because okay, so I support a lot of podcasts. Right, like pretty stoked that I'm about to get the uh, 99% Invisible Challenge coin. Pretty excited about that. But there's a lot of other podcasts that I that I support, and I I really like the way that the No Sleep podcast does it. I love it, truthfully, yeah. and I didn't understand it. I mean, I guess they they like they mention it. You know, hey, you can go get the season pass. I guess they do an understated version of it, or maybe I was just so damn scared by that point I wasn't paying attention to their sale, <laughs> but. It is a really yeah. – it's a little complex, but it it's gives – It's complex. No, it's a little complex, but it gives <laughs> lots of different options. It's it's more complex than, hey, come and give me $5 a month for this show. True. Okay, true. Yeah, right. fair enough. Because they're like, yes. every year you you can uh, get the individual episodes yeah. or you can give me 20 bucks and you can get all of them. Right. Yeah. Even that is more complex than five bucks for every, you know, five bucks a month is what some podcasters like to ask. Anyway, so that's the No Sleep Podcast. Lots of cool ways to support them if you're into it. Check them out, though, definitely if you like horror. TheNoSleepPodcast.com. They might be your next favorite show. Josh? Anything else to add on uh, the no sleep? No, I my sister is going to eat this podcast up. You're going to keep listening? No. Yeah. Nope. 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 Not me. All right. Let's go to listener feedback. Ooh. Uh, this comes from Lauren. Lauren writes in Control Walt Delete. Yes. Uh, I came upon your podcast several months ago when you were still pod on pod. I was bummed to see that name go. And it is one of the few that I am subscribed to and listen to every week. My husband introduced me to the world of podcasts over the summer with Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. I like Bill Burr. And then some friends turned us on to Serial. That was it. I was all in. From that time, I've been voraciously consuming podcasts, and one of the reasons I love your show so much is because you do the heavy lifting for me. Thanks, guys. Hey, that's what we're here for. I like that you give me a glimpse into podcasts that I've not heard of and can decide if I want to give them a try, or even better, when you review a show I already listen to, I can see if I agree, uh, if you agree with me. I like the banter and feel that your reviews are honest and well thought out. My husband recently got into lore, and I had him listen to your recent review, and now he's a subscriber of your show as well. Ha ha! P.S. All of you like it a lot better than I do. <laughs> I do. Hey, I've I have listened to all the content that is loreish out there. I'm gonna. You know, I have not put this poll out in, but I'm going to put this into our Facebook group, which, by the way, you can find us if you search on Facebook for always listening podcast enthusiasts. You can find our group. Uh, I'll have to approve you, but I do that as soon as I uh, can get to it. I promise uh, we'll get in there fast. But join our group. I'm going to ask, though, the audience there, are there any, like, who are the ladies that like lore? Neither one of our wives like it very much. That's true. Or nearly, not nearly as much as we do anyway. I do believe there was at least one woman that commented on the lore post. I can't remember who it was now. Maybe Candace. So just had this thought because basketball season has started up. Sure. I think in March we do the better taste bracket, right? So you pick your top three podcasts. Okay. From our show. Okay. I'll pick my top three podcasts from our show. We make a bracket. During each episode, we will defend our choices uh, and, and go by bracket. Whatever that's three weeks, and yes, and every week the listeners on the Facebook page will get to vote on whose moves on. 
Ah, I like it. I like it. Okay. So it is written, so it is done. Look at that, uh, Lauren. You just gave us a great idea uh, in a roundabout way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, she says, I've been meaning to write in for a while with my suggestions for upcoming episodes, but after listening to today's show on The Verge podcast, I got really excited and decided I'd go ahead and write in. I've been listening to Control-Walt-Delete since its first episode, and I can't wait to hear you guys review it. Josh, when you said that tech gives you anxiety, I was like, I know, right? Yeah. But I have to say that Neele and Walt do a, gr- a pretty good job of breaking down the content into digestible pieces for us tech-averse late adopters. This is the only tech show I'm subscribed to, and I find myself looking forward to the next episode. Anyway, can't wait to hear what you guys think. Here are some others that I would love for you to review at some point in the future. She mentions uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, uh, which you've listened to before. I think I've listened to an episode or yeah. two, but not a ton. I like Bill, though. Uh, the Beauty Brains. This is a really interesting one. Two cosmetic chemists that formerly worked for P&G, that's uh, Procter & Gamble, they break down beauty product ingredients and bust common myths. Like, guess what? When a product claims it has some magic ingredient like pure distilled Fuji glacier water, that means they can literally put one drop of it in a huge vat of the conditioner and they can legally use it on the label. But most surprisingly of all, big beauty isn't as evil as the organic movement would have us believe. People send in questions about specific products and Randy and Perry, that's the two hosts, they go through the science behind them and whether they actually do what they claim to do. I have some specific opinions on host likability, but I'd be interested to see if you guys agree. I really hope we can do like a flip episode where Rachel and Kelly do our view always listening style to that, of that show. Yes. That'd be fun. Maybe we because they're going to have for... they're going to have a way to dude, I don't use any uh, that's products. a very good point. That's a very good. So like, like what could, may be sh- supposed to be shocking. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll work that out. All right. History on fire. Only two long episodes so far, but Danielle Bolelli, I think that's Danielle, makes history entertaining. After listening to a little bit of the first episode, I realized that George R.R. R. Martin must be a history buff because certain scenes from Game of Thrones are ripped right out of ancient Roman history. Okay. History on fire is the name of this podcast. I've seen it in like the iTunes store. Have you listened to that at all? Have you heard of it? Dude, there's only one history podcast. <laughs> I don't even know where you're getting these other ones All from. right. I assumed that this was some sort of parody of Entrepreneur on Fire in some way, like it, that it used the nope. are you ready to ignite <laughs> style or something. If it I don't does know. that, I'm not listening. <laughs> All right. Uh, she also suggests Common Sense. She says, I think you've already reviewed Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast, but this is his political one. I'm only now dipping my toe into the political waters, but this guy has a pretty unique perspective on current events. I'm assuming he would have a historical perspective, right? Dude, here's the thing is, I love Dan Carmen. Yeah, he's great. But, dude, there's no room in my life for another four-hour Dan Carlin podcast. Is, is Common Sense There's, four hours? I don't know. It's probably I don't not. Know. If it's true to form, it is. Okay. Pop culture happy hour. She says, this is from NPR contributors. They get together and they talk about pop culture. Again, I'm not so sure about this one, but fine that I keep listening. Do you ever have a show like that that you're like, I don't think I like this show, but you just keep subscribed to it? <laughs> Yes. I have found I yeah. found several on my list. It ended up that the the Big Shack podcast. So Sha- Sha- Shaquille O'Neal started a podcast on Podcast One uh, Network, and I was very excited when it came out. I listened for like the first six or seven weeks. Every week I was excited. It was like the first thing that I would go to and listen to. And I realized it was just sports radio, and I would stopped listening to sports radio a long time ago. And the fact that they were only doing it once a week and that it was Shaquille O'Neal, who's a very likable personality to me, didn't change the fact that I didn't like sports radio. You don't radio. listen to sports radio? Not anymore, I don't. You listen to Bill Shh. Simmons' podcast, Don't though, tell my right? boss. 
Actually, I've given that up too. Really? I would not mind having his like podcast or excuse me, pop culture interviews where he has like pop culture guests on or the people to talk about pop culture. Those are very interesting to me. But I'm just I'm less and less interested in the, like the week to week nonsense about the sports world. I think it's time to reel it back in. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, she says detective is the last one that she suggests. Retired detective Joe Kenda, whom my mother loves from his TV series. Do you know Joe Kenda? I don't know that one. Talks about the truth from behind the tape. Interesting. See, everybody's got a podcast these days. Yeah. We got a lot of reviewing to do. Uh, thanks, guys. Can't wait to see if any of these make your list. Lauren, they all made the list. They no, just, they didn't. No, I'm saying they all made the list to be reviewed someday. No, they didn't. <laughs> They're all on the suggested list. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I knew I'd find that list in a minute. Anyway, thank you, Lauren. All right, so that is our review of the No Sleep Podcast. Again, go by their website, thenosleeppodcast.com, and prepared to have uh, the, the mess scared out of you. Uh, Josh, what are we going to review next? The Thinking Atheist. Yes, yes, we are. And it's coming up very quickly right here at alwayslisteningpod.com. Until next time. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are always listening. Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more great reviews and our full list of episodes by searching for Always Listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Or go to blogtalkradio.com slash always listening pod. Find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Always Listening Pod, and email the show, always listening pod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Enough by Bethany Rayburn. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.